Look at my butt. Show number 248 of Look at His Butt. LT and JK talk Trek. Hey listeners, it's Lena. Technology was not our friend for this show, and to make a long story short, I lost the first 15 minutes of our recording. So you're going to miss the part where we talked a lot about Discovery in the first Mirror Universe episode and Sarek's beard! So apologies for the shortness of the show, but we'll be back next time with a huge Discovery wrap-up where we talk about everything that's happened since and then the season finale. And now we join our broadcast already in progress at a most opportune moment. Anyway, whatever you said, I agree with it. (laughs) Good. I always feel happy when I'm being agreed with. (laughs) Yeah, I I cannot wait to see where it's going. And those are turning into, you know, my, my favorite shows now are these ones that are like novels where you're going, I'll just read another chapter and then Mm -hmm. I'll go to bed, you know, where you just have to keep going so um that's game of thrones is like that for me this is like that for me the good place is something that i have no idea where they're going episode to episode plus Mm -hmm. it's funny so yeah i i love i love it when you don't know what's going to happen the good thing was that uh i didn't actually get to watch this episode of discovery until a couple nights ago Mm. and i was like oh that's amazing and then i thought oh i have to wait a whole week but then i went no i don't because it's (laughs) it's friday and it's on in two nights and i get to watch it then so that was that was smart of me future Mm -hmm. me planning that out so yeah that was pretty Mm -hmm. good so cool. So let's let's leave that there. Um, okay. Let's talk about. Well, do you want to talk about uh, Black Mirror first? No. Let's let's go to something a little less intense. Okay. Cool. And let's talk about Shatner Weekend. Shatner Weekend. Yes, the weekend of Shatner. So this just showed up just a short while ago mm-hmm. um, on my newsfeed on Facebook that it's on the weekend of June 1st through 3rd. Mm-hmm. And it's open, of course, to fan club members only. Joining fan club is free. The weekend itself uh, costs $250 to attend. Does not include your, your travel, your hotel, or most of your meals. It does include a few. But... That's all it said on the website. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I posted to Bill's uh, Facebook, which nobody had said anything about this yet. I put up the link. I said Shatner Weekend is on, um, but it doesn't mention the horse show. Plus, mm-hmm. as is usual, when amateurs throw together websites, <laughs> um, there's like what could be a run-in Two paragraphs that are supposed to be separate, but it is not clear if if there is a meet and greet, mm-hmm. and if you pay for the group and individual photos, yes. and you know, so that wasn't clear. So I get there's two responses at least right before we started recording that I checked to my post. One's a little snippy, saying. <sighs> If you had gone to our website, you would have seen that blah, 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 there is a mention of the horse show. And I thought, hmm, now I don't remember and I don't have time to go look. But was there a link to that website in this announcement? I can't remember. Well, I'm looking at the announcement right now. Okay. And it's on williamshatner.com, which is his official website. Um, which unfortunately they made through like some fucking Yahoo web builder thing. And it's terrible. Yes. And it doesn't say anything about the horse show. I've read it like five times and I'm looking at that paragraph that you mentioned. All it says is June 1st through June 3rd. Um, It says the cost. It says there's a dinner at the welcome party on Friday. Mm -hmm. There's a group lunch at some restaurant on Saturday. And then there's a brunch at the hotel on Sunday. Nothing about the horse show. And then it says, and this is what you referenced, it says, I'll read this, photos with Mr. Shatner, parens, group and individual, close, autograph, and there's no period or anything, and then it just keeps going, autograph cost for the individual photo taken at the meet and greet. Next paragraph, personalized autographs available at $50 each for other items you bring to the weekend. 
Right. So that's all it says. There's nothing about a horse show. Nothing. They're wrong. Right. But is there a link anywhere that says for information about the H- HCHS horse show, click here? Nope. Okay. So they're wrong. So they're wrong. Well, anyway, because we have other things, you know, going on this year, we will not be going to uh, the Shatner weekend, mm-hmm. although I'm sure, you know, people will go and they'll have a lovely time. But it, of course, it's yeah. just, it doesn't mention anything. It doesn't even t- say more activities to be announced, you know, like uh, after the, the three lunches or whatever. Yeah, I noticed that. Usually they, they have some... Uh, at least suggestions for what might be happening. It doesn't even say that Bill's going to be at the group lunch. Well, he's never at the lunch. So it doesn't actually say in any of this when you get to hang with Bill. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have the words meet and greet either, does it? Nope. It, well, it says it has that weird autograph cost for the individual photo taken at the meet and greet. Oh, it does say meet and greet. Okay. But it doesn't say when the meet and greet is. Well, as you know, um, when we went, you didn't know when it was going to be either because his schedule is so nebulous. And I believe we did not know until we got there uh, because they weren't sure they were going to be able to do it, that we were going to get to go to the Boston legal set. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. You know, so there are things they can't announce. Yeah, but, but still, I, it's I, a see, bad if, if I was doing it, and I'm smart, I would put, you know, there will be additional activities. We'll let you know as they come along. In the past, activities have included, blah, 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 yeah. blah, you know. So I am going, so now I'm at the, uh, as we're talking, I went back to the actual fan club forums, as we were talking about on a previous show, mm-hmm. uh, the place where everybody complains about the forum. <laughs> yes. And Paul Camuso posted this note. So this is separate from the actual official announcement on Bill's website. This is in the forums at the thing. And it's not even a topic by himself. It's just by itself, rather. So Paul says, um, as members of the fan club, there's an opportunity for you to attend the yearly fan club weekend. It's limited to about 50 people and will be held on June 1st to June 3rd. We are working out the full details, but I wanted to remind folks that spaces will go on sale. The cost looks like it's 250 for the weekend. Each attendee will have an individual photo taken with Mr. Shatner, which will then be personalized and signed and sent to you after the weekend. That's what we got. Okay, so, um, wait, continues. Whoops. Um... The weekend centers around the Hollywood Charity Horse Show. So here it says it, and there is a right. link. There are several people here who have attended previous weekends. They can speak to you about the meet and greet experience and the charity dinner. The lineup for the weekend is completely revamped this year, so it will be new for everyone attending. I don't hmm. know what that means. He gives no details. And we, just to point out further costs i know we're focusing on money but everybody's worried about money is um you got to go see bill ride and stuff for free but if you wanted to go to the dinner mm-hmm. you paid extra That's right. and that was part of why i was so pissed off when everybody was going well you know let's fold tablecloths and i went <laughs> i paid to be here i'm a guest i'm not folding a fucking tablecloth exactly it was it was a real, I was a I, I was a bad attitude person through some of this, and that it, that was one that ticked me royally. It felt like a bit of a bait and switch. It did uh, that they didn't tell us any of this stuff ahead of time. That they expected us to work. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know there would be some extra costs involved. I mean, it just felt no. Like, we knew about the extra costs. Mm, yeah, I guess so. Because we did pay that beforehand. Yeah. Well. I don't know. It it just didn't uh, feel like they were totally up front. And I, t- I get the parts about not knowing Bill's schedule because he was working on Boston mm-hmm. Legal at that point. So, we, you know, they can't plan. He's a busy man. He's got things to do. And he hit the horse mm-hmm. show and all that. But still. Still and all. Okay. So he Paul posted something else um, a little more recently. I'm just looking to see if there's new information. Um it includes a meet and greet. He will sit down and give you an update on his current projects. He'll do a Q&A and then take a group photo of the weekend attendees. Plus, he will do an individual photo with you that he will later personalize and sign, which will be sent to you. 
Okay. Well, that's... It'll be nice if they posted this on his website and not just in the forums at the <laughs> fan club. Well, yeah. Um, and that sounds like exactly what we got, right? Yeah. When, when he did do the meet and greet. Yeah. Do you know how much the dinner tickets are? How much? You want to guess? $400. Uh, $300. Jeez. Oh, yep. Yep. There are fan club tables for those members that wish to purchase a ticket. He will visit the fan club tables and take a group photo for each fan club table. They're 100% deductible to charity, and they're only $300 a person. Wow. What's only 300 Oh, the, 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 the dinner. dinner. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, you know, okay. it, I mean, it is for charity, but the 250 yeah. to just go to the weekend isn't. That's correct. That goes to whatever they're doing with the money. I'm sure they're putting it to good use. But. However, if you can get documentation that you're a volunteer at that charity, you can deduct at least one night's hotel and, and your travel. Mm-hmm. This is right. This is right. Well, unless they've changed all that. God knows. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, yes. I'm just looking. There's nothing else in here that, that we didn't know. So uh, they had, let's see, they, they showed some pictures of the people from last year. Mm -hmm. And it looked like, I, and I recognize some of the people in this photograph. One, okay, two, the, the three, one four, photograph four. I saw that was on the, the other page, mm -hmm. I, I could not zoom it or get it in focus or anything to tell who anybody was, including Bill. <laughs> Bill's sitting at a table with Elizabeth, and he's wearing a Red Sox jacket. Okay. And it looks like there's about 12 people there. Okay. And, um, and the Alpha Monkey's in that picture, believe Well, of course. <laughs> and Robert is there. Of course. And uh, some of the other folks that we recognize, and then the okay. people who run the fan club are in the photograph also. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, there you go. So, yeah, we're not going to be doing that this year. I'm glad we did it, though. I, I mean, too. I honestly think even though there were some negatives, going to the Boston Legal set oh, and seeing them actually film, not just touring the set, but seeing them mm -hmm. working, that was amazing. We will never, ever get a chance like that again. So I am so thrilled that we went and we saw that happen and we got to see Bill act and we got to see him being directed by somebody professional. That was yes. Yes. super cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was... That was wonderful. Yeah. And we sat in front of the horribly chatty ladies, and then one went, <laughs> I think I swallowed a fly. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool, too. <laughs> it was also um, going to, to uh, the... Uh, the theater, uh, the man's Chinese theater, and then wandering through those weird gift shops that were there and hearing people exclaim over the weird shit that they had for sale and uh -huh. getting all excited about those, like, deformed puppets and bags and things. Oh, that was yeah. Very, that oh, was very man. Weird. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where we um, saw the elevator that had the... Uh, Remember the yippy dog came down? Oh, that's right. And yes, then a the different dog. yippy dog came back up. Mm-hmm. That was the strange. The dog that followed us around, sort of, yeah. <laughs> um, well, if any of you are going to Shatner Weekend, please let us know, because yes. we'd love to know about that. Uh, or if you know somebody who's going, it would be great to get a, a field report. Yes. Yes, we loves us a field report. Yes. All right. Um, okay. So, uh, geez, do you think we should take a little break, maybe? Uh, yes, it's been 36 minutes. All right. Well, let's do that, and then we'll come back, and we're going to talk about the other science fiction Star Trek-related shows on television at this point in time. Which is all of them. All of them, yes. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Okay. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Listeners, we want to hear from you. Facebook, email, Twitter, whatever you got, send it our way. Lookathisbutt at gmail.com and show notes at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com.
Okay, double red alert. We are back. Double red alert. Ah, everyone panic. Ah. Ah. <laughs> okay. So, so go ahead. Uh, I was going to say Black Mirror. Now we can talk about Black Mirror. Oh, my God. Was that amazing? <laughs> that was such a good episode. That was from from the moment it started to the moment it ended, I was in love with it. I thought oh. it was so good. So yes. good. I hope everybody has seen it. It's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. If you uh, have Netflix or have a friend who will let you use their Netflix login, definitely worth watching. And uh, Black Mirror, we should say, is an anthology series. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, well, I haven't watched the past four seasons or whatever. No, this is a standalone story and has nothing to do with anything else. So Yeah, it's, it's like Twilight Zone. You yes. can just dip in and, and watch it like that. And yes. This particular episode, which is called USS Callister, it's the first episode of this season of Black Mirror, is uh, you were worried that it was going to be gory or gross or well, because really there were a couple really gross episodes mm -hmm. early in uh, like the first two episodes ever of Black Mirror. I went, okay, that's it's not for me. But. This is correct, and and it also like many Black Mirror episodes, was not horribly depressing at the end, which. Yeah. Um, it, it some of the Black Mirror is like that, you know. It's it's like some episodes of Twilight Zone that are kind of like, you know, the ending is a real downer because this is, you know, horror and scary mm -hmm. and bad things happen, and there all isn't always a way out. But this one, it hit all the right notes. It had a happy ending. It just felt so good from from beginning to end. It was yes, wonderful. it did. Yes, it did. So, um, if it's okay with you, I will do a little bit of a recap. Oh, please go ahead. Okay, so, um. At the beginning, we see this Star Trek-like ship, mm -hmm. and they're wearing Star Trek-like outfits, and there's, you know, a, a, a guy very capable in the center chair, and, and whatever they're trying to do. Of course, they are successful, and uh, everybody applauds. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> that was really funny. And then, uh, then he kisses each of the women, <laughs> and then... One of the uh, the uh, the the other officers or whatever they're supposed to be is the one who is saying, "Captain, we can't possibly do this. We need to surrender or whatever." And so you know, the captain's like, "You were very out of line on that." Yes, I understand. And so that guy has to kneel down, and the captain uses him as a footrest. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it was like, "Wow, this is weird." So then we find out that this guy who is in the center seat—he's the lead of this episode, more or less. Um, he is one of the inventors of a virtual reality game. Mm -hmm. And he and some other guy invented this. But in real life, this guy's sort of a dork. And the other guy gets all the publicity and everybody thinks he's, you know, really the genius. And this guy is a dork. And, you know, so there's that going on. And then there's a new hire, a woman. And she comes into his office and says, I took this job at a company that, by the way, is called Callister Industries or whatever. Mm -hmm. She says, I took this job because I wanted to work with you. You have done such amazing things in the field of VR, and I just can't wait to, to work with you and everything. And then the other guy who's in charge comes in, and he's like, oh, hello, you know, come with me, and I'll show you the tour and everything else. And he pretty much undercuts the main guy mm -hmm. and then later main guy hears another one of the employees another woman telling the new woman yeah stay, for, stay away from him he's a weirdo mm -hmm. so it's like okay um even the temp or the intern in their office gets coffee for everybody else but he has to specifically ask mm -hmm. you know will mm -hmm. you get me some coffee too you know mm -hmm. so he's really being treated very badly in his real life. So he goes home at night and he has created a personalized version of this game for himself where he is reenact or not reenacting, but he's entering the world of this TV show that he loved as a child. But he has set it up in such a way that the other characters are the people from his office mm -hmm. and he is abusive to them. Mm -hmm. And apparently this is quite quite satisfying to him. Um, they go down to a planet where they're attacked by a 
a giant spidery like thing and later somebody tells them oh that was so and so from HR she got mm-hmm. out of line and he turned her into this and the new girl of course is there too and she's she's like waking up in a room kind of like sick bay going what is this <laughs> and of course she eventually ends up on the bridge and talks to the others because unbeknownst to the main guy when he shuts down they're still, quote-unquote, alive. Mm-hmm. And this is when they get to talk about the way he treats them. And, I mean, they're, they're not people. These are, um, what do you want to call them? Representations, avatars, mm-hmm. something like that of the real people. But so they're cluing her in, and they're saying, you just have to go along with everything and you you won't get in trouble and he's gonna you know kiss you and she's like you know whatever whatever he wants and they have no genitals which to me was very strange Mm -hmm. that he would have designed them to have no genitals but anyway then he comes back and they're all there captain good to see you again sir and you know of course she ends up not going along with it and the others are going she didn't understand she'll she'll get used to it you know like we all did it's okay and he goes all right i will let it go this time and then the main one who defended her which is the other woman he turns her into a spider thing mm-hmm. so it's like wow well the the new girl new woman wants to come up with a plan to to put an end to this and they say they've tried many, many times. I mean, really, they would rather commit suicide. They would rather die than put up with him and his abuse any longer. And I've been talking for a long time. So I'm just going to cut to, um, <laughs> long story short, they have to, this was so intriguing. They have to trick her real life self into doing something that will help them. And they are successful Mm -hmm. in this. And I'm not going to reveal all that. But anyway, so suddenly the people in the game are free. And we see that he, and they did not expect this, and they don't know about it apparently, is sitting at his console, his arms hanging down. He's dead. He's, you know, hooked into this never-ending thing where the captain was killed. And they go off to explore. So it's very much like the ending of the um, TNG episode with Doc, uh, with Professor Moriarty. Yes. Yes, which, it was. Which is what it was uh, reminding me of. But it, it was just a thrilling, exciting episode. Right? So, uh, it, Did I skip an... anything really important? Well, um, the one really crucial thing, and I saw so many arguments about this online from okay. people who, who really didn't get the point. So to, to preface this by saying this episode, like the new Star Wars movie, like Discovery, is incredibly divisive. People either love it or hate it. Mm-hmm. And the people who hate it, hate it because I think they don't understand the point. So... The people in the simulation, um, the guy's name is Daly, Captain Daly, okay, as, he calls him, as he styles himself within yes. it. Yeah. Uh, he, he has created these people in his computer simulation, but they're not just avatars. He's got their DNA and he sticks them in <gasps> some kind right. of magic DNA machine that actually that he built. creates, yes. that he built because he's a genius that has created them in the simulation as if they were clones. I think they call themselves clones. Yeah, I forgot to say that, yes. They have memories. They can Mm -hmm. experience things. So they're not just software. There's something more to them. And that's what makes it important because they're they're human, really. They are human. So Mm -hmm. then it's not just do we pull the plug on this program or, or do whatever, but what's the ethical thing to do because these mm-hmm. are sentient beings we can't just kill them we can't just leave them here to suffer forever at this horrible guy's whims and they are dna based yeah i totally yeah so, slipped past over that okay so the, yes. the show i thought the show actually made uh, did a good job of making that point they they mm-hmm. say it like they sort of explain it but they they hit it home several times that they're not just computer code that they're actual 
clones, they're people, they're sentient and all that. And online, I keep seeing these people going, well, it was, it was, you know, they didn't have to do this. They could have just, you know, shut the program down and blah, 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 because they're not people. It's like, well, they are people. The show told you that. Mm -hmm. It it said it in those words. It said, yes, they're people. They're not just computer code. Mm -hmm. But they aren't. It's like, well, look, are you going to accept what the show tells you is happening or not? (laughs) And if you're not, then don't watch it because you have to be able to accept Mm -hmm. The world that this thing is building, you know, it's it's not yes. just what you think it should be. So that was extremely annoying. In every article that I've read about it, there are people who keep pushing back and saying, well, to give away part of the ending, as you said, is that they escape and he doesn't. And yes. through a series of, of events, he is trapped in his own uh mod his own modification of the program which is now shutting down because there was a computer upgrade and his version isn't supported anymore Mm -hmm. and the version of virtual reality in this show is not just putting on a mask or something it's in your brain they put Mm -hmm. these little dots on the side of your head and you know it's it's like that so once you're plugged into it if you don't get out of it your your body is just inert and Mm -hmm he's he's in this universe that's shutting down and he has no way to get out of it he can't get back to reality so therefore he's he's going to be dead in real life as well or a vegetable or, or a vegetable you know, whatever. right and mm-hmm. and so many people were like oh it's so unfair like, okay did you watch the same episode as me? <laughs> that was the point that was really the point was that he was doing that to these people these mm-hmm. clones that's what he was doing to them Yes. So, yeah, it was fair. That was the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's what I have been seeing in the articles I have read. And, and most of them have mentioned in these exact words, one of these two phrases, toxic masculinity mm-hmm. or toxic fandom. Mm-hmm. The toxic masculinity people... I think at heart are very upset that it's a woman who solves the problem. (laughs) So we can dismiss them as Neanderthals. Okay. They just, they don't want that. Mm -hmm. The toxic fandom, you have to read a little, you know, a little more of it to kind of get what they're, they're saying, but they're, they're reading into it that Whenever you post an opinion or something on Star Trek, there is an aspect of fandom that tries to shut you down Mm -hmm. and say, it can't be like that. You know, that's not how it is. So you're not free to have your own imagination or your own theories, your own Mm -hmm. suppositions. And, um, and, and they get into toxic masculinity too, because they think it's only the men who do this. And I got to tell you, (laughs) you got to enter the fanfic community to see uh, that that's the, the uh, part of fandom that I know of that where women are prominent, prominent and, um, and predominant. And it happens there too. And we've talked about this, that this Mm -hmm. aspect of, of fandom exists you know, throughout, it's it's part of it. It's the kind of ugly underside of it, the mm-hmm. disappointing side of it. But I'm not seeing this episode as be as one of the headlines describes it. It repudiates the awful fanboys of the inter- internet. I was really seeing this as the acts of an individual. Mm-hmm. And they are not, the acts he does, the things he does, are not what I think most fans would do. And here I may be wrong, but I'm thinking not the clones part, not making actual human beings. But if I could have a private virtual reality program where I was on the Enterprise with Kirk and Uhura and Spock, I would do that every night. <laughs> yes. And that's that's what fan fiction is, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, I don't believe, if we had this capability that we would all go, oh, good, I'm going to populate it with my landlord and my boss and, <laughs> you know, all these other people and just treat them like crap and make them lick my boots. And 
I don't know. What's your take on this? Because I, I, I found both of those to have shot wide of the mark mm-hmm. as far as that being the theme of this episode. I, 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 think, I think you're right. It was about a guy and his acts. And I, I feel like it was partly about a subsection of fandom. I, mm-hmm. I do think there is a subsection of fandom that is like Daily. Mm-hmm. And, and um, some of them, I, I will say, you know, the part that they were, I think, explicitly referencing were the 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 ship guys, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of those collectors. They made that clear. We've talked about this mm-hmm. before. How there's a, a section of fandom that thinks that fandom is about collecting. That's what and makes he you has a fan. all those he's things everything. in his office. He's got everything, everything yeah. that you could ever imagine. He's got it. So that's the kind of fan he is. He's a collector, and he's now using that for his own, uh, you know, his own desires and that, you know, he's, he's misinterpreting, misinterpreting, misusing, let's say misusing, you know, whatever the thrust of the show is. And obviously the show where the Callister is the ship is space fleet. It's called space fleet. Yeah. It's meant to be Star Trek. So yes. the whole, and the, the thing of Star Trek is that it's about exploring and being nice to people and mm-hmm. you know being courageous. Solving and problems. And solving yeah. problems. So he's taken that and is using it for his own self-gratification and glorifying himself at the expense of other people. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I feel like, that does reflect a certain segment of fandom that will take the messages of TOS or TNG or even Discovery and say, well, this supports my horrible, you know, racist or whatever point of view. Right. Because, you know, people do that. They'll, they'll look at Star Trek and they'll, they'll take the worst of it. You know, it, like, the mm-hmm. people who, who say like, well, it's fine to be an asshole captain who's a sexist because Kirk was like that. It's like, well, actually, no, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't like that. So I felt like that's what they were trying to target with his character. But my objection is I would say, okay, yeah, he's a collector and he's got some individual problems, some emotional problems, obviously, that have nothing to do with being a collector. And I would not say this is how collector fanboys are, that they're all like this. Do you see what I'm saying? That they're saying this, the whole thrust of this episode, him being like borderline psychotic or whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it, um, is representative of this certain part of type of fandom or this certain type of man. And I'm, and I'm just going, okay, I was watching this show. I was totally enjoying it. I was thinking about what was going on. I was really pleased with the ending, but I didn't see it as an excuse to spew my disgust with certain aspects of fandom or the human race. I mean, unless you're writing something where you deliberately have develop a character who is to represent the people of Hungary, you know, <laughs> that, that, that it's that type of a flat character. Um, I always think that's a mistake to say, well, this character obviously represents the way people in Victorian England felt about blah, 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 everybody. Mm-hmm. So uh, I agree with you about that. I don't think that it, I, I, I didn't feel like it was trying to say that about all fandom or mm-hmm. even about a majority of fandom, just a certain type of person. And uh, and it's, I think that there probably are, I think I've seen some of them, people like this dude, like Daly, you know, that there yes. are people like that. So it didn't, I didn't feel like it was spreading the blame over a, a huge section of fandom. It was just saying there are people like this and right, fandom but I... doesn't make them psychotic. It's just, <laughs> it happens to be how, you know, how their weirdness mm-hmm. comes out is, is in, that's part of it. That's part of their thing. But to me, the disconnect comes where you're saying, okay, yes, there are these hateful fanboys and fangirls on the internet who will try to shut down anything they don't like. And it's Mm -hmm. certainly not exclusive to Star Trek or any fandom. But the idea that, yes, there are people like that, and some of them probably are these people who are on the internet. But to say everybody who makes some stupid argument on the internet about Star Trek and tries to shut you down 
would do this to other human beings, mm. that's where it loses me. Yeah. And that's kind of where they're saying the fanboys of the internet or toxic fandom, like it's I, not organized, but like it's an identifiable <laughs> group of people. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that making that claim is overreaching, definitely overreaching. Yes. Yes. So to be clear, I don't I don't think the episode did any of that. I think the reaction to the episode, yes. people kind of latched onto it because mm-hmm. I, I don't think the episode said that at all. Um, and in fact, the the things about the episode that were the best was not about him, right? It was about mm-hmm. Cole, the yes, the, 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 the newly hired woman. She was amazing, you know. I like, know. Gosh people fucking whine so much. It's like, oh, it's so hard to write good female characters. Well, you know what? This is one of the best female characters that I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And they did it on Black Mirror in the first episode. And the, the woman who played that part was amazing. And everything was great. The other women in this episode were also really good. Mm-hmm. It was just really, really good. And she was... And they weren't so all good. alike. It's no. not like there's one template for this is a woman. You mm-hmm. know? Nope, they they were yeah. all different in real life in in the like the the company that they worked at at Callister mm. as well as in the reality that their clones mm-hmm. were living in as well, and she was just amazing. Plus, I love the way she looks. By the way, she's got like the biggest eyes. Her eyes oh, are yeah. huge. Yeah, and and she's small. You know, she's sort of petite, and she's funny and she's super smart. And one of the best parts for me is. As you said, they, they've been having these conversations like, how can we defeat him? He's like a god. He's got all these powers. And so she says, well, we need to get a message to the outside world. And she sits down at the console to start start typing. And the guy there who in real life is like the head of the IT department, not mm-hmm. IT, but he's the devs. He's in charge yeah. of the devs. He says, I've tried that already. And she just looks at him and says, I haven't. Good. Yes. And that was like, yes, that was so good. And of course she does it and she's the one who solves it. And at the end, one of the other characters just turns to her and calls her captain. And I was like, yes, that's so good. So good. I I have to point out one of my favorite comic moments in it is when she's first on the bridge and Captain comes on and and tells her, you know, warp 10 or whatever. And she's looking at her console and the other (laughs) woman whispers to her, just hit any button, they all do the same thing. Yes. <laughs> I liked really that. It was good. There was a lot of really funny stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a whole subplot um, just to, again, the show was so good. So you mentioned the um, the other guy who started the company, Walton. His name mm-hmm. is Walton. And he's kind of an asshole. He's a real bro yeah. dude and like that in real life. in And in the virtual reality he's forced to be this sort of whiny subservient you know Mm -hmm. oh my god everything you do is right and i'm such an awful person because daily hates him so much and then you get this whole subplot about his son which came out of nowhere and i was like that's amazing and it instantly humanized him like then you suddenly saw him as this not just a a douchebag bro like he has a Mm -hmm. life and 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 this other thing that's going on and that was fantastic and it also gave him a terrific motivation for all of the things that he did in that episode yes and it upped the stakes on their situation so much and not in a phony you know oh i don't believe this or why are they you know throwing this in that was that was amazing that was really the whole thing was very very well written yeah it yeah. was it was just great. So cannot recommend too strongly. Oh my God, it was just that good. And there is talk. <laughs> I saw that that there may be a spinoff, a show of the Callister, yeah. and some of the people associated with it, like the woman who plays Cole, and I believe the two guys who wrote it, um, are saying, "I'd love it. I'd love it." So who knows. Oh, it would be good. It would be mm-hmm. so good. Um, uh, it was just, it was delightful. It was really, really delightful. The woman who plays Cole is called Kristen Milioti, and I've never seen her in anything else, but she was fantastic. She was. Yep. Um, you know, the thing about the, the no genitals, right? Um, I read a little bit about that, and I thought about it, and it seemed like for Daly, that was like, because he's such a fucked up guy in real life. That isn't part of his fantasy 
that's too it's like too complicated right he doesn't know Mm -hmm. how to relate to women he doesn't know how to talk to women and introducing a sexual component to it even to the point of people having actual genitals just is is like too uncomfortable for him Mm -hmm. he wants he wants his virtual reality to be everything under his control Mm. and something like sexuality is something he really can't control so get rid of it he can't control it it doesn't exist so if this is DNA based, how do you explain that? I don't know. I mean, how do you explain <laughs> him doing that with a little box on his desk? You know? yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to accept that and, and go right. on with it. All right. That's just like I accept the fact that, that Cole in real life manages to break into his apartment that's on the 23rd floor. Mm-hmm. Like, what is she, a cat burglar or something? How yep. did that work out? I don't well, know. Okay. Whatever. Just... <laughs> I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. So good. So, so very good. Yeah. Everybody was, everybody was wonderful. What a great cast. I, oh. And I've never seen any of those people before and they were all terrific. Uh-huh. Yes. It, they were wonderful. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. It was thought provoking. It was uh, dramatic, you know, I mean, really sort of tugged at your heart, not in this, um, the cottage by the lake way or whatever that stupid people in love with a wishing well or something. I don't know. You know, the the romantic (laughs) movies I'm talking about, the lake house with the magic mailbox, Um, (laughs) which I've never seen, but I've heard enough about to know these things. Yes, me me too. Yes. I, one other thing I wanted to mention, uh, again, the guy who played Daly, his name is Jesse Plemons. I've never mm-hmm. seen him in anything before. He, did you really, I was digging how he changed, right? So mm-hmm. in his real life, he's this, you know, sort of uh, withdrawn, snarky, uh, low self-esteem dude who can't mm-hmm. remember his ID badge to swipe in. You know, he forgets right. it every single day. And then when he's the captain, he's transformed. But the way he was talking when he was the captain, he's got this weird accent that's almost like a Deanna Troy kind of mid-Atlantic, mm. uh, maybe English isn't my native language kind of accent. It was very strange. Did and, you notice that uh, when he was the captain, he had more hair? Yes, he had more hair. Uh-huh. Um, he looked a little thinner, you know, looked a little more muscular. Yeah, yep. Um, that was really well done. There was a lot about that personification of him that was really, really well done. Well, and it was really, part of what was really odd to me was there was a lot of talk in a couple of articles that I read about, you know, that he was doing just enough Shatner and that he'd, no. he'd studied with a Shatner impersonator to get the pauses. And I was going, he wasn't doing Shatner at all. No, I wasn't not getting at it. all. Yeah. No. But I have seen him in something else. He was in the second season major role of Fargo. But I didn't recognize him. It was only when I read the stuff because, I don't know, if it was because the characters were so different or whatever. But anyway, so. Okay. I I would like to see him in other things because he was great in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he wasn't doing Shatner at all. If anything, um, he was doing a little bit of tim allen from galaxy quest yeah like there was a little more of that it was so mm-hmm. weirdly broad and uh self-aware mm-hmm. like very very self-aware the way he was posing and the way he would yes. sit in a chair and all the rest of it mm-hmm. so, and so stagey it was it yes. was really like yes. that not like bill at all as captain kirk yes nah. but yeah callister and discovery both of those are absolutely worth your time to yeah. watch i think um, so I'm going to link to a couple of articles that we both uh, read about this. One of them is at the AV Club, and it's called How Black Mirror's Best New Episode Repudiates the Awful Fanboys on the Internet. And we've kind of covered that. Yes. But the best thing about it is that within two comments on the AV Club, it turns into a uh, almost 60-comment argument about why The Last Jedi isn't good. Oh, yes, I saw that. <laughs> Two comments. Instantly, let's yes. argue about the yes. last Jedi. <laughs> Amazing. Like, oh, could, you, could you just stop? Could you just stop? It almost makes you wonder if, some, if a single individual put that whole argument up as a joke. Oh I mean, all 60 comments by one really? person. 
possible. <clears throat> anyway, um, let's. So th there's this other article that you linked to, which is really good, which mentions Black Mirror, uh, Star Trek Discovery, and The Orville, mm -hmm. which is called "These Three Shows Are Reinventing the Legacy of Star Trek," and it's a really good article. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Is that the one that I said was interesting for the last paragraph? Uh, let for me the look at the very worthwhile last paragraph. I sent um, you something. I can't remember, but this, oh, well. is at the, this is at the verge. Um, so it's just talking about how the legacy of Star Trek has now gone in many different directions. And it's not just the Star Trek franchise anymore, because mm -hmm. things like Black Mirror and the Orville are directly the lineage of Star Trek, TOS Star yes. Trek, in fact. Yes. And that they've gone in these really interesting directions, so different from where no one has gone before. Yeah, um, and not the the it's not a, a legacy like the Abrams verses or anything. Mm -hmm. It's it's totally different, and it gets right back to the to original TOS, mm -hmm. which I think is what's really resonating for people right now. Mm -hmm. It certainly is for me. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I have not, as I was telling you in the off-the-air part, um, I have not been keeping up with television things the way, I mean, good things that, I, that mm -hmm. I wish I had. So I haven't been following up on my promise to watch more of the Orville, but it has been renewed. Mm -hmm. So, yep, you know, I saw that. there's it's that. Good. It is good. And we'll have to see what happens if... Um, you know, the Black Mirror thing gets spun out or something. That's so well, weird. So funny to think about that, that they would consider making a series from a one-off episode of an anthology show that's been on for four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it does sort of beg the question of what would be the focus of that? Would it pick up where this left off? So it's the adventures of these people who are still, for all intents and purposes, trapped in a virtual reality game? I guess. I don't know. Um, I, I guess you're supposed to think that, you know, they're still trapped in a game, but now they're able to interact with the outside world. So... In a, to a limited way. Yes in a very limited way so they're not trapped i mean i, I don't know that mm -hmm. they, they they meet their real life counterparts you know they they come in contact with other gamers Who knows? well they did come in contact with one other gamer at mm -hmm. the end if you remember and yep. all of the articles pointed out and it was voiced by blah 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 i've never heard of him who was he Oh, I, I think he's either an actor or some, some YouTube dude, but he was quite funny. Uh -huh. and it was, And I think people also got from the very last line of that, the, the whole repudiates the fanboys thing, because he, he is this voice of a gamer who's immediately demanding to, like, uh, trade stuff with them or get into a fight or whatever. Right, and they're like, right. We don't have time for this. Let's just, what does she say? Let's just fuck off out of here. Well, um, yeah. So, you know, maybe they are encountering other gamers part of this virtual reality. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that implies that they are free to travel outside of um, dailies, what he had built. Right, correct. I think that's that's what we're supposed to be thinking. Um, mm -hmm. But the very end, right, he argues with them and she says, let's get out of here, and they take off and you hear his voice go, yeah, you better run, better run away from me. I'm the king of space. Yes. And it's just a beat and it's vast emptiness and he's all alone and you hear his voice go, yeah, king of space. It was like, <laughs> yep, exactly. Get it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. Excuse me. So good. So good. Yep. Well, I think um, we've talked enough. I think we've probably talked enough. This has been delightful. I'm so mm -hmm. happy to be excited about Discovery. I really am. Oh, I know. So let's hope they don't fuck it up. Yeah, don't fuck <laughs> it up, man. <laughs> so uh, next time we'll be back with more about Discovery. We've got a couple other things to talk about that we didn't get to. I did read the article um which I'm, I might just throw up on the uh, Facebook page about Gene Roddenberry's original pitch. Yeah, there were Trek. some interesting yeah. ideas in there. There were. That was kind of cool. And Bill's doing stuff. We need to catch up on um, Better Late Than Never, which neither of us have been keeping up on. Yes. Although Bill's certainly been shilling for that. So we'll, um, we'll have to do it. Oh, I know what I wanted to mention. Yes. So still reading Bill on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And... 
lately people have been asking him quite directly to be on their podcasts. And Bill explained, this was very interesting, that he has only ever been on two podcasts. And one of them was Nerdist, which I actually listened to and we talked about on a show. It was Mm -hmm. years ago, which was kind of good. And then he did some other one. And he says he doesn't do podcasts anymore because of the two podcasts that he did, one was a favor and one was because um, they misrepresented their listener numbers to him. And I don't know which was which. I don't know if he did Nerdist as a favor and the other uh-huh. one was that. And he didn't say. And so I, I've been just thinking about that. But he said for the one that did the misrepresentation, they told him that they had like millions of downloads. And it turned out they only actually ever had maybe 10K people. And that's not enough for him. For him to spend his time mm-hmm. doing an interview, it has to be maximum. The, the most amount of people that he can reach with yep. that particular targeted thing. And I thought that was just very, very interesting and also really savvy, mm-hmm. you know, that he, and it was clearly him talking about it. It wasn't, you know, whoever, it wasn't Paul or somebody on right. his Twitter account. It was really Bill saying this. Hmm. But very, very cool that that's what he takes into account when he's doing all his shilling and all his press and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. His objective is to reach the greatest number of people possible mm-hmm. with those tools that he has and podcasts just don't do it. Yep. So he says no to every podcast request. He just doesn't do podcasts. Mm -hmm. So he'll never be on our show. (laughs) Oh, well, I know we'll just have to live with that. Yes. So listeners, uh, let us know what you thought about the new episodes of disco because we'd love to know where (laughs) it's going. And everything else. And uh, let us know what else you might have heard going on in, in the Shatnerverse. We will certainly be keeping up. And if you've been watching Better Late Than Never, tell us what you think. Yes. We'd love to know. Give us give us your opinions, your thoughts. We yeah. love that. We do it. So email, uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. also the Facebook page. There's so many ways for us to, for you to get in touch with us. Because yes. we're there. We're, we're yes. listening. We're, we're waiting to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So until the next time, I guess we'll sign off as always and say live long and potluck. That's right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.